Awesome. Welcome to Define Yourself 2016. Today is day four. It's all about the business today. So I'm the host, in case you guys don't know my voice by now, this is Valencia Griffin Wallace. My job is to keep it flowing, give some energy, ask those questions and whatever else, keep the hashtags and the posts going. So make sure everybody's posting on the Facebook page because I like other people that miss it to be able to look back and, oh, I should have listened in. Well, it's too late because if you notice, I'm not even posting the replay. So it's like you have to get in. That's how people miss opportunities in life. You know, it's not necessarily the early bird catching the worm, but at least you got to go out and get the worm, you know. So thank you guys for all getting the worm today. And I think yesterday I talked a lot about um, and even posted some things about your plate being full and eating, and I think I went into it today um, with some different posts on my page. So Define Yourself 2016, you know, Monday we had TT on talking about her defining word, which was motivation. Tuesday it was about cream, right, cash, roof, everything around me. So we talked about money with um, Miss LaDonna and Jessica, And yesterday, we talked about life from a different standpoint, and we also talked about spiritual health, which is a different way to talk about health, but it's those little moments that help further get your mind right. So today is all about business. And, like, if you guys have ever been on any of my calls, you know I like things conversational, flowing. I like people to be engaged, and I like to present information in a way that it doesn't sound so informational. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into a beautiful young lady. Ari, are you on? Yes, ma'am. Yay. Okay, let me tell you guys a little bit about Miss Ariana. Miss Ariana is, what, 11, 12? I'm 11. Okay, I knew it was one one of those ages. And she is a young entrepreneur. And as women, grown men and women, we're so scared to do things, to start a business, to try new things because we've gotten so used to what other people are doing. And and we often don't reach outside of our box. And here it is, this beautiful young lady that both me and her mom call her Lil Valencia, okay, <laughs> we're just going to go with, she, she, is, she is me if I was 11 again with the sense I had now put into a child's body. And um, Ariana's going to give her own little intro, and you guys, it is hard to believe, but I've met her, I have pictures with her, she's awesome, I'm proud that she's taken on the title of Lil Valencia, uh, but she is 11. And she's going to tell us about being an 11-year-old business owner. So with that being said, Ari, are you ready to get started? Ari? Fashion, glitter, and sparkle. My name is Ariana Bellard, and I am 11 years old. I am a young entrepreneur, author, and psalmist. I am the creative mind and CEO 
of sim- Simply Magnifique and Bring Dot Bosses. I am also the co-founder of Young Entrepreneurs in Position. And what I like to do is I like to make girls and also boys, so say, feel confident in their own skin and for them to be comfortable, not not be shy and just boring. So how I define myself, I define myself as confident. And what that means to me is, one, not being afraid, which I've never been that way, um, living in purpose, because everyone has to live in purpose. We We all have been born on this earth for a purpose. And I like to call myself confident because I'm truly different. I've never been like the girly girl um, that likes Barbie. Um, I've always liked weird clothes. I've liked to spray my hair pink, (laughs) spray my hair different colors. I was never like the normal 11-year-old. So that is why I define myself as confident. And what I'm talking about today is business. Why I became a young entrepreneur is because when I was little, since I've been able to read, um, one day I went to a McDonald's location and I saw a sign. And it said things about being an employee at that McDonald's. So what really caught my eye was 7.25 that you make $7.25 an hour. So I made the decision to not be like that and to have my own businesses and make more money than $7.25 an hour. So that is kind of what drove me to be a young entrepreneur. And how how that is being an entrepreneur is kind of different for me because it is really inspiring to see other people struggling to um make money day to day, living off of a paycheck week to week. Um and so that's what kind of that's another reason why I became an entrepreneur because I didn't want to struggle. I wanted every month to be like Christmas. So how how it is to me being an entrepreneur is sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard because one of the reasons why it's easy is because you can make money faster uh, and that people are more receptive to a child when they are selling a product or a service. Um, A reason why it's hard is because you have to learn how to save. You need to learn how to invest back into your businesses. And it, it, I mean, it's just different um, from different people's standpoints. But to me, it's pretty easy because I was always raised up um, and taught to save and invest my money back into something that would be beneficial in the future. 
Um, so that brings me back to my word because I I'm not afraid to take a risk. I'm not afraid to speak out, and I'm not afraid to do something new because you shouldn't be that way. And I understand that some kids can be the shy type, um, don't want to do anything. I'm just going to be quiet in my corner, and I'm I'm just not that way. And I I was just born like that naturally. So that's why I'm so confident in what I do. Um, and God, when I was born, God gave me that spirit of confidence. So when I was born, I didn't. I knew that I didn't want to be like the normal kid because sometimes kids are like, oh, I don't want to do it. I, I just don't want to do it today. And I, I was never like that. I was always ready to do something new, always ready to sing somewhere, always ready to do whatever I had to do. So that's kind of why I became an entrepreneur and, you know, why I am so confident. So how it how it is to be an entrepreneur, what that means to me is that I don't have to work on other people's times. I don't have to make less than everyone else. I can make money on my own time. So that means to me I can work in my pajamas. I can go to the bathroom whenever I want. I can eat whenever I want. And I can just do things on my own time. So that that's kind of why um, I became an entrepreneur. Wow, so, awesome. Oh, I'm sorry, Ari, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically my story. That's very good story, y'all. Y'all got to respect that, that she already, she looked at that 725 and was like, yeah, no, that wasn't for me. And hearing her, her speak about knowing that she was, different, that she wanted something different at such a young age. If I knew what I knew now at her age, I would have been retired a long time ago. So, so Ari, I have a question. You listening? Yes, ma'am. Ari, okay. Question. So what was, what was your first business or what business are you in now that you really, really like? Well, the first thing that came to my mind as a business idea was to get into fashion and uh, being a stylist. And so, um, actually, one summer, mm, I forgot what it was, but uh, one summer I had nothing to do and all of a sudden, I just took up drawing and um, designing fashion. So I found that I really like to draw and design. So I got the idea of starting a fashion line. And so that's pretty much where I am. 
right now, but last year of December, uh, I found out about a spelling bee. It was a legal spelling bee, and with long weeks and days and hours I have studied, and it paid off, I won a grand prize, I like to call it, a grand prize of $150, and this was around Christmas time when this spelling bee was, and so I didn't decide to buy toys and electronics and things that a, a kid would buy for Christmas. Instead, I thought of getting into a company, and this particular company was a $5 jewelry company. And I figured that it would be easy to sell because I was a kid and everybody has $5. So, and who wouldn't buy $5 from a kid? Uh, oh, Lord, $5 jewelry from a kid. So I decided to buy the kit, and I got started right away. So that's basically awesome. what I did. Thank you. And you're right, you know, play on your strength and you're a kid, a cute kid, you know, and so, yeah, definitely the play on, you see how she's using her gifts and what she like in her, her motivation, um, and she's being confident, which is her word, and she's doing, using it, and okay, well, I'm going to play with this kid thing. I'm going to own this kid thing, and guess what? Like she said, who doesn't have $5? So. I'm sure she sells a whole lot of jewelry because I know I would buy it, you know. So, Ari, I heard that you have something. And, you guys, please keep the uh, Facebook group alive also. Let me know that you're feeling this young entrepreneur with her or little Valencia, as I like to call her. Um, so, yeah, so you have something. you have something to offer. Yes. Um, on behalf of young entrepreneurs and physicians, um, we are willing to admit three willing young entrepreneurs into our company for free. Okay. And can and how would they find out about that? Or can you post the information where they could get in contact with you? Can you post that? or have your mom or someone post that for you on the Facebook page? Yes, ma'am. And I also have another um, freebie going on. And what? the first the first two people to hashtag free jewelry will get one free piece of jewelry. Awesome. You guys hear that? The first, what you said, the first two? The first two people to hashtag free jewelry We'll get a free piece of jewelry from Bling okay. Boston. I just hashtagged. I don't know if mine was first, second, or third. <laughs> so I has. I hope I hashtagged it right. Well, do you have any closing advice to sum it up? And thank you so much. And I think you are. I know as AKA Little Valencia. Because you motivate me, definitely, and I see where a lot of not only kids your age but also older, you know, older women, men, so on, can 
can learn from you just that no fear attitude that I always talk about. So do you have any closing words or, or one last thing you would like to say that everyone can just really, you know, kind of put the nail on the coffin, put the nail on the head, put the nail in the business, whatever. What, what would you like to leave us with today? Okay, so what I would like to leave everyone with today is, number one, be confident. Number two, find what your passion is and find creative ways to make money doing it. And three, don't be afraid. Again, I'm going to say that people are afraid to take risks and try new things. Don't be that way. If you be that way, you won't make any money, you won't meet new people, you won't get anywhere in life. So that's basically my pointers. Thank you so much, honey, for taking your time out with us tonight. Ariana is the first young lady. I don't want, I don't want to call her a little girl. I think that dim- diminishes uh how powerful she is at such a young age. So we'll give her the title, the first young lady to represent that generation on the Define Yourself 2016, any Define You, anything I've done. She's, this is a first, and I'm really excited. You know, it's business night, and with that being said, thank you again, Ari, and I will keep it going. Okay, ladies, I hope she's warmed you up and told you some things you needed to hear. Now, I'm really excited about this next young lady, and her name is Latara. And Ari, make sure you post your information in the group. And um, she's very smart. She is, and she'll do her own uh, bio and introduction. Uh, But she, Latara is very, she's very smart. And she's very strong. And we have a, a somewhat personal connection because if you guys know anything about Louisiana, Baton Rouge is only yay big. But um, she in, inspires me in different ways, and she continues to, to push. And um, with that being said, because I don't want to – I'll let her give her own bio. Latar, are you with us? Yes, ma'am. Yay, awesome, awesome. Um, so what are you going to talk about in relation um, to business today? Tonight I'm going to talk about or speak about customer service. My number one thing is customer service. Oh, my goodness, customer service. People do not have customer service. When you walk in Walmart, when you walk in McDonald's, the cashiers, they just, do not know how to basically acknowledge you. They just look at you and they wait on you to speak. I cannot stand it. You know, well, my, uh, my name is Latara. I am owner of Upfront Management and Consulting. I am a mother. I have a 15-year-old son. I am a full-time employee. I have a business degree in business management, a bachelor's degree in business management. I'll be starting school again in April online to pursue a master's degree in leadership. And my word for defining you is leader because 
I feel, and I'm not going to say I feel, I know that I am a leader. And to me, being a leader is putting other people ahead of you, putting aside whatever it is that you want to do to help somebody else achieve what it is that they want to do, not making everything about you and you make everything about that person. And that's basically what upfront management and consulting is about. Um, I'm here to help manage your daily tasks, whether it's administrative, social, or um, event planning, just simple things as booking a flight, um, reservations, uh, managing your email, managing your inbox on Facebook, just small things that may take up too much of your time because you're focused on building your name or building your brand. So you should be out, if you're an author, you should be writing. Let me do the small stuff as far as replying to emails about you coming to a book festival. Um, If you're a motivational speaker, let me do the small stuff while you focus on what you're going to speak about. You know, you shouldn't be trying to book a room or make reservations at the car rental place when you should be thinking about what it is you want to speak on. So that's basically what what I do. I've been doing it on paper for a year. I started my business in January 2015. Um, I've actually been doing it and didn't realize that it would be a business for about the last three or four years with my best friend who's an author. I've traveled with her from different places, you know, to Memphis, different places around Louisiana, helping her uh, manage her, her table when she sells her books. I'm there to take pictures to make sure she get all her pictures with people that purchase books from her, just set up things. I help her. I read little things. I have something in a text message that I need to read right now. I read her books, you know, just to help her know that it's flowing in the right direction. So I was doing a business and did not realize it, but I was doing it because I was helping my friend. So as we were coming back from Memphis in September of 2014, you know, I came up with the idea, why not do this and help everybody? And she helped me, she pushed me and told me, yeah, don't stop, just do it, you know. So that's what I started doing last year. And just to let you know before I go into customer service, starting a business is going to be hard. If it's something that you really want to do, do it. Don't don't stop because something may not work out the way that you expect it to, to work out. I'm the type of person, I just feel like everything should work. Nothing should go wrong, and it's not going to be like that. You know, there are going to come times where you want to give up and you don't want to continue with doing it. Don't don't stop. You know, take a moment, take a breather, talk yourself through it, pray yourself through it, and you just continue to do what it is that you know in your heart you're supposed to be doing. You know, God bless you with a gift, then use it. But as far as customer service, I have um, a few pointers that I want to share with you all that I feel everybody should be doing, and it doesn't take – it's not just people working in Walmart or working in McDonald's. It's us as entrepreneurs. It's, you know, anybody. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. You have a customer, and you are supposed to treat that customer a certain way. You should always think like a customer. If I come to you for whatever, you, the way you respond to me, it should be the same way you want me to respond to you if you were coming to me for a service. Then you should always show value, create an experience, and always strive to exceed expectations. Go above and beyond what you expect 
expect what you think your customer will expect. Good customer service creates happy customers and builds strong relationships. When a customer is satisfied with your service, they are going to praise you. They are going to refer other people to you. They are going to recommend whatever products, whatever service that you are providing. If they feel you did a good job for them, they are going to recommend you to someone else. You should always remain positive with a level tone when you're speaking to people, regardless of what it is. Never do anything to jeopardize your name or your brand. There may come a time when your customer may not agree with you, and do not argue with that customer. Do not just let them say what they have to say. Let them get, make their point. You're not going to get your point because you're going to be wrong. Let them have their moment. You are going to have a time to come back and try to explain to them what it was you were trying to do or what it was you were trying to say. Don't make a small situation bigger than what it can end up being. Especially with the way social media is right now, you don't want to have a confrontation with someone for whatever reason and they blow it up and they take it to Facebook or Instagram because you know everybody get on Facebook and vent about whatever little situation is they have going on. You don't, don't, do not put yourself in a position for that to happen because that is going to hurt you. Some people may call your name, some people may not, but you're going to know who they're speaking about because you know you and that person just had a confrontation. So just, just, just let it go. Let that customer be right. Go ahead and do whatever it is that you have to do to make the situation better. Always provide good customer service. Um, good customer service take means going the extra mile. The smallest thing can make a big impact on somebody. If I provide administrative services, so if Ms. Valencia asks me to do something for her to manage her calendar, and in me managing her calendar, I can say, okay, well, your calendar, she has a Google calendar that's hooked up to her email. It's not going to take me that much time to check her emails. Well, Ms. Valencia, I can go ahead and check your emails while I'm doing this. You know, I may not charge her for that because it may not take that much time, but I'm throwing that in as an extra service. She'll appreciate that because that's something she don't have to do. Now, if it comes to replying to emails and it's going to take a lot of time, then we may can discuss, okay, well, you want me to reply to these emails too? You know, just discuss with her what it is it could be because she may not realize that it takes as much time as it really does to respond to an email. So you always want to throw in something extra. Small things matter. Always, always, always follow through with what you're saying you're going to do or always follow through with what you say you're going to provide. If you cannot do something, do not agree to do it. And I, I can, I, I've learned that from experience because last year I had a customer that uh, was referred to from someone else that I was working with, and this person, as we we met, we talked about what it was they wanted, what it was that they needed, and at the time in my mind, yeah, I can do that, I can handle that. But once I actually sat down and really thought about it and was looking at it, I couldn't do it. I couldn't give them the amount of time or I couldn't do a lot of things that they wanted me to do because it was going to require me to put my name on it. 
and I wasn't a part of their organization, so I didn't want to put my name and I didn't want to attach my name to certain things that they had going on in that organization. So with me not being able to do that and I said that I could, I ended up losing a customer. I ended up losing a client. I had to cancel a contract. So that's money that I lost because I overpromised. I couldn't follow through on my promise. And if you tell people that you can do something and you can't do it, that's bad customer service. You should never want to do that to anybody. And lastly, I say always strive for when your name or brand is mentioned. You want it to be mentioned in a positive way. So if you're going to provide customer service to somebody, you want to do it in a positive way because when people refer, when they talk about Latara or they talk about Upfront, they're going to say, oh, yeah, she's going to, whatever it is you, not whatever it is you need done, but whatever she tells you that she's going to do, she's going to do it. If she tells you she's going to have it to you Friday, she just may have it to you by Wednesday, you know, because I want everybody to remember me and think about me in a positive way. I don't want anything negative said about me or anything negative said about my business because I want my business to grow. I don't want to be working a full-time job and still trying to have be an entrepreneur. I want to be a full-time entrepreneur, not a full-time employee. I don't want to continue to work the rest of my life for somebody. So in order for me to get to that point, I have to provide good customer service to the people that I'm working with and to future people that are referred to me because I was able to help somebody else. I'm always about helping the next person. Excuse me. And to me, helping the next person is what makes me a leader. Thank you. Yay. Wow. If you guys, I know I can't hear you through the phone, but um, thank you so much, Latara. And I know, to me, customer service is a part of business we often don't think about until we go somewhere and have a bad experience. True. And, and right, because it's not something we, even as a business owner, um, Really, a lot of times we don't think about that, but everything from your presentation to the way you speak to the way you handle issues, um, dealing with that client or customer will, you know, give you a bad name or a good name. And if we think about, if I ask somebody, um, you know, what do you think about Jack in the Box? Or if somebody asks me, for instance, what do I think about Jack in the Box? Some would say, you know, the food's okay, but the service sucks. There's no cute way to say it. You'll be there forever. Now, whether or not that's true at every Jack in the Box, I don't know. I haven't eaten at Jack in the Box in years. But because of one or two experiences, customer service-wise had nothing to do with the food, I, you know, I will not go back to Jack in the Box. And, um... There's actually a business here not too far from me. I won't call their name, even though they're no longer open. Best pizza in out this way, best pizza, best wings, so on and so forth. But you would go there, and it would take you an hour, and you would order a pizza, and it would take you two and a half hours. And I'm not talking about on a weekend. I'm talking about it on a Tuesday, and you order it, you know, whatever time that they're not busy. And because of their customer service, that business stayed open, I want to say maybe six months, but they had really good pizza. And you think about it, 
when you go places and places you no longer go, not based on the product or service, but based simply on customer service. No one, no matter how good your food is or how good your service is or how beautiful uh, a product you can create or whatever else, no one wants to deal with somebody who they don't like. And that that's a fact. People will pay more. In certain places I will go to and pay more money just because of the customer service is so good. So as you go into starting a business or even if you're currently in a business or even as you go to other people's businesses, think about those things because especially when you're a small business, customer service can make or break you. Like Latara said, social media, we all know. Social media is a powerful tool, you know. So one small thing can be become really huge because of a misunderstanding or because you couldn't bite your tongue in the moment because we all want to be right, right? But when you're dealing with a customer, sometimes it's better just to breathe and just let it roll. So with that being said, Latara, is there anything you would like to add, offer, or anything you would like to say before we go um, to our hot seat? I don't have anything to offer right now. My birthday is coming up in the next couple Yay. of weeks, so I'm going to have a special, basically a birthday special that I'm going to I'm gonna post it in the Defining You group first before I post okay. it out on Facebook and Instagram. My website is under construction, and it should be live tomorrow. So okay. you can um, look for my website is upfrontwins.com, www.upfrontwins.com. I'm on Facebook, um, Upfront Management and Consultant, and Instagram, uh, Upfront MGT Consult. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and my website will be soon. I have a Twitter too, but I don't really use that that much. So, okay. But I be on Instagram and Facebook a lot. Awesome. And I posted the website, but any other information like the release date or, um, you know, what you're going to offer with your birthday, happy birthday early, in case I Thank forget, you. post it on the Define Yourself page, and that way everybody can find you. And I can tell you guys, definitely with the email because we all have that one email that we use, we check regularly, and then we have the other one that we don't. And I posted a picture the other day. In the mailbox I really don't look at, I had 666, kids you not, go look for the picture, emails. And that that's my deletion point. When it's, you know, at 666, okay, Valencia, it's time to go in and, and start deleting some emails. And it's, it is a pain, especially as you get busy doing things. So she definitely offers some very valuable services that we don't think about until it's out of control. I've had up to 1,200 emails before, and I'm sure we've all been there. I know I'm hoping I'm not the only one whose email gets that ridiculous. So with that being said, thank you so much. Make sure you post your information on the group. Now, tonight, as you guys know, I like to do things a little different. So tonight we're going to have what I call a business hot seat. And so if, Donya, are you on the line? Donya? 
Hello. Yes. Hello. Hey. hey, okay, let me tell you guys just a little bit about Danya, and she'll tell you a little bit about herself. And we're going to ask, I'm going to ask her some questions that I've had, that I've heard, and you guys I'm sure could all relate to. She is a business consultant. She's done a lot of things. You can also find her on social media. And, Donya, when you get a chance, please post your information in the group. So just give us a quick bio real quick before I get to those hot seat questions. Um, hello, everyone. Valencia, I want to thank you so much for um, having me on your show. I thank you so much for inviting me because I definitely enjoyed um, – your your speakers talking about entrepreneurship, not being afraid, and how you need to have a good customer service um, system in place because that's very important to maintain and sustain your business. And um, I'm Donya Zimmerman, and I'm known as the Powerful Biz Woman on social media, and that's my brand name. The name of my company is Family in community mediation and business consulting. And as the powerful biz woman, the powerful biz woman is a woman who knows what she wants and when she wants it. It's a someone between a woman between thirty five to sixty five who is in the second phase of life who's finally living out her dreams and her goals, rather than be going back to school starting a new career, or starting a business. She's finally taking care of herself. And what I do as a business consultant, I assist women between 35 to 65 years old who have finally decided to turn their hobby into a legitimate business or who has always dreamed of starting a business. And I, I, I deal with the startup phase. I make sure that they build a legal foundation for their business so that whatever money they put into it, whatever money they make, they do not lose it due to legal issues or tax issues, and that's who I am. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. So now it's hot seat time. So I'm going to ask you this question, A, because I'm in business, and most of us who are in business or know someone in business have done this. I'm guilty um, of it. I'm not even going to lie. So this is kind of like an ethical slash business question. Should you ask your friends for a discount of their product or service? Um, like if they're an entrepreneur, small business owner, I don't think you should do that because a lot of times we will go to Macy's, JCPenney's, Saks Fifth Avenue and H&M, and we will pay the full price for anything that we want. If you want a Gucci bag, you're going to pay the full price for a Gucci bag. If you want a um, Dolce & Cabana bag, you're going to pay the full price. So I don't, I don't feel that you should undervalue what your friends are offering or selling. The best support that you can give to people is buy their product for the right price. And, you know, I don't feel comfortable asking people, well, can I get a discount? If you can't afford to buy their products at that time or their services, um, 
promote their business. You know, say, hey, I'm going to put you on social media. Like, for instance, my brother, he has a record, um, he's a music producer. So what I do is whenever he puts something on social media that some of his artists are going to be performing, you know, and I may not want to go to the event or I may not be able to go to the event, um, I'll go ahead and um, promote, you know, put put his put whatever he has about the artists and where they're going to be on my social media platforms. So I don't think it's fair to ask anyone to give you a discount. Support them because the more you support them, the more they are willing to say, hey, I remember Donya when I had this event. She was just promoting it all over the place. I'm going to give her a free ticket to the event. And that you, people remember when you do stuff for them, they will remember you when they're having their discounts or their sales on their products or services, and they will offer it to you first. In another way, if you want a discount, subscribe to them. You know, promote them on social media. Become, get on their subscriber list. Um, sign up on their website, and they will send you information about their sales and discounts. But don't. Don't be so where you're like, oh, I'm not going to support you, but I want you to support me. That's just not mm-hmm. fair. Yes, that was a great answer. Um, support is definitely something I hear that a lot of people have, not only in business, but also as they try to change their mindset with their personal life and move forward Um And I think that's a great thing, even if you cannot afford or do not want to purchase your friend's product or service, then at least promote them. That's free. The share button, um, you know, we share so much foolishness, so why not share whatever your friend is doing? I don't do certain things on a regular basis, but I know that I can – reach out to someone who I know, hey, do you do this or do you know someone who does it? Because we can't complain about not being supported, but we don't even support the people who we know. And my philosophy is, you know, I have no issue with supporting other people because my only competition is myself. And really that's that's the attitude we all should have Whatever your business is, whatever you have going on, you only compete against yourself. So if you share support your friend, it, it's not going to affect you because what's for you at the end of the day is for you. And that was a, a great question because that's something I have to debate with myself about because it's not fair, but you want to still ask them that. Um, another question which I get asked a lot is that a lot of people have questions when it comes to pricing a product or a service when they want to start a business. You know, pricing is like huge because it's all over the place. So what would you recommend if someone is looking at how should I price my product or service when I get started in my business? Um, I, the funny thing is, Felicia, a lot of people ask that in some of the social media groups that I am in, especially on LinkedIn, on Facebook. I'm just starting out. How how should I um how should I charge for speaking? How should I charge for this? I'm like this. Look at your competitors, look at people you admire, look at people you surround yourself with who who have similar businesses like you and see how much they charge. 
Don't be afraid to ask people. Do surveys. Do your research on your um on your targeted audience to see how much would they be willing to pay, what services or products would they be willing to spend a lot of money on, and whatever. But never, never undervalue your net worth. And the funny thing is I sent out a quote about that, talking about we have, we have a problem, especially minority business owners, we have a problem with, undervalue, with undervaluing who we are and what we're worth. If you are worth $10,000 as a speaker, then you charge $10,000 because that's every, every non-no, the number one will be a yes. One out of ten, somebody will pay for your services. And if somebody wants you to do something for you and they get offended because of how much you charge, let them know your value and say, hey, as a speaker, I've learned this from one of my classes. It was like, hey, I charge $10,000 to speak. But if they say, well, we can't really afford it, um, is there any way we can maybe negotiate? Then you start negotiating, saying, will I be able to um, sell my products? Will I be able to sell from the stage? Will I have a vendor table in the prime spot if I do this at a lower price? But never, ever bid low on yourself. Always bid high. And they especially teach you that at, when you're doing federal contracting, you try to look at the competitors bidding, and you bid in the middle, not too low but not too high, but never undervalue what you are worth. And don't be afraid to say, I am worth this, because the person may not be able to afford your services now, but they may be able to afford your services later on. Wow, that's a great answer. Um, and to that I say I honestly feel like, I should charge a million dollars across the board for everything. <laughs> that, that's my personal feeling, uh, you know. But like you said, you need to do your research. Um, you know, Google what you need. Go on other people's pages, social media, so on and so forth. There's too much information that you can find out free to kind of get an, an idea, and if you do find out that you're, being, that you're pricing too low, move it up, you know. Um, you can always do a price adjustment. You could call it updated pricing, however you want to word it or whatever, but don't undervalue yourself because then when you undervalue and underbid yourself as a, as a business, as a person, is going to affect your customer service because you're going to feel used, you're going to feel underpaid. And and that's, I'm talking to you from experience. It's, it's a different level of customer service that you give naturally when you feel like I'm getting paid what I'm worth or more than what I'm worth. So that's a, a, a great a great point because I know I've even asked myself that question when I go to price different products and services in any of my businesses. You always kind of get stuck when it comes to pricing, but price what you're worth. And at the end of the day, either somebody, either they're going to pay it or not. And just because, you know, offer so much customer service like Latara was talking about, that even if they can't afford it, 
you you gave good. You know, you gave so much good customer service that when they can, your name is going to be the first thing that comes to their mind. Okay, I couldn't afford this service then, but guess what? I can now or so-and-so can afford it and they can benefit it. So with that being said, one more hot seat question. And if you guys have any hot seat questions, please get them ready. You, um, and you guys could go ahead and ask. So this is an, another question I have. What is the best, when you decide, okay, I'm going to turn my hobby into a business, what would you recommend, what would you say is the number one thing people need to do? Where do they start? What's that one thing that we don't think about when we start a business? So that's almost like three questions. But um, <laughs> what, what is the one thing people don't think about when they start a business? People do not focus. I've been to a lot of conferences from this year and a lot of business retreats, and the main thing that they teach you is revenue-making systems, client-making systems. But nobody teaches you legal, legal systems on how to protect your business from issues concerning any legal issues or tax issues. And I had experience from that because I had a law practice, and I didn't have a good legal foundation for my law practice. And I had to close my law practice due to tax issues and disgruntled customers. And that's why I enjoyed the presentation earlier about good customer service because I tried to have good customer service, but when you're a solo practitioner, that's hard to do. And when I did hire someone, I knew I couldn't afford them, but I did the best I could because I was getting clients, but I wasn't getting clients who wanted to pay me my work. And so this go-around, I'm doing everything. I'm still in the building phase of my business. Even though I've been in business for about three years now, um, with FAC, NBC, in about a year, a chief of powerful biz woman, I'm building a strong foundation. And the people that you need on your dream team as a startup business is an attorney to deal with the legal aspects of starting a business, a tax accountant to deal with the tax aspects of starting a business, a bookkeeper to deal with the financial aspects. A lot of people think an accountant can do the bookkeeping. No, you need a bookkeeper because an accountant deals with your, everything from your finances from last year whereas a bookkeeper deals with your finances in a present. And then you need a banker to show you how to open different accounts because a lot of people do not have a separate account for their business. And if you, you know, due to credit issues or anything, and I understand that, if you cannot open a business account with a bank at this time, open a bank, a PayPal account or a virtual account bank account, like Capital One has a bank account called 360 that you can do online. Online banking, they're a little more lenient with helping you open an account. So if you can't open a business account right now, you're not really making a lot of money, and you can't afford to open a business account because they require you to have a, you know, maintain a certain balance, open a PayPal, PayPal account because that's what I do. 
I have a PayPal account under Powerful Bizwoman, and that's my business account. When I have to make business transactions, I ask people, do you have a PayPal account? And they help you keep the financial. They have documents that they keep for you under PDF. And another thing that you need is an insurance agent to make sure you have the proper insurance to protect your business, especially if you're doing service oriented businesses, you want to have some form of professional liability insurance to protect yourself from those customers. Like if you don't do good customer service, they will sue you if they don't get the results from your products or services. And if you have professional liability insurance, that covers you. And another important thing, these are the five people you need, but another important thing, and then I'll leave it at this, you got to make sure that you incorporate your business as a limited liability company, an S-Corp, or a corporation because that's another umbrella that protects your personal assets. Even if you're going as a solo practitioner, it's good to trademark your name, but as soon as possible, start become a limited liability company because that is the basic business entity that doesn't cost much in Maryland. It's only $300 per year. Instead of spending money on that, on that summer vacation trip, $300, what's $300? Instead of buying those $300 expensive shoes or pocketbook, take that $300 and do the LLC and keep it open because you, you make millions of dollars. If you don't have the right legal foundation, um, you could lose all of that. A lot of people have lost their shirts in business because they were not properly protected from a legal and tech standpoint. Great, great response. I know, um, and then people could think about it like this too. If you build up your name or your brand, if it's not protected, you put in all that time to build up your your business name and your brand. If it's not protected, someone else could come snatch it up and, and use it, and they can did business based off the name that you built, your baby, years. Somebody will come and snatch it. And I know in Louisiana it is um, cheaper than that. I'm not sure of the fee if you want to do an LLC. But um, but if somebody wants to start something like Avon or Mary Kay, do they still need to protect themselves in 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 that way or not so much if they're doing something like that? Um, I would still, they don't have to incorporate, but I would still, because usually with Avon and Murray case, they usually protect their consultants, but I would ask, I would call the headquarters and speak with someone because you may still want to kind of protect yourself. Because, but usually if you're like a Murray K representative or Avon representative, you're not going to necessarily sue the person who was, you know, your personal representative. You're going to sue the company. But I would still double check. And I forgot to say this, Valencia, the best mm-hmm. way to start out with a business, if you can't afford to keep an attorney or retainer, Legal Shield, they have, they have good programs for people with businesses. And these attorneys will write letters for you, review contracts, draft contracts for you, and it's like a monthly fee. And if, if they got to charge you extra, they only can charge you a certain amount for certain services. So, you know, start off, you know, paying Legal Shield because they have good attorneys, 
you know, in their um, program. Awesome. Well, thank you so much in, in, with joining us tonight and getting on the hot seat to ask those questions that we don't think about, that we don't want to ask, or no one really has a really good answer. And all my speakers are still on the line. Would anyone like to ask any one of the guests tonight any questions? Comments or anything? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, um, the speakers tonight. Make sure you guys post your information on the uh, Define Yourself page. And once again, anyone that's on the call, because it is business day, please post your business information on the group. This is only available to those that on the call. If you have a business question, reach out to someone that was on the call. You could reach out to me, and I could connect you with one of the ladies um, or ask your question in the group. We never know who's on the call. So make sure you post your business information again. Um, and thank you guys for joining us on day four of Define Yourself, and I'm really excited about tomorrow. It's been banging all week. We started off with the bang. We're going to end it with the bang. And tomorrow is going to be a whole different thing. And just to kind of give you guys a, a hint to what we're talking about, you know, all those ugly relationship questions that you too embarrassed to ask your friends so you Google it, those, that's what we're going to discuss. So we have a special, I'm calling it relationship panel from someone that's always been married, somebody that's been remarried, and somebody that is currently divorced. We're going to be able to touch all aspects of a relationship from dating, should you deal with the friendship side or just jump straight to the other side. Um, that's an example of one of the questions. So we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you again, ladies, for joining the call um, as speakers tonight. Thank you for all the participants. I will be on Facebook for a little while, and then since I found out Creed is on pay-per-view, that's where I will be going shortly. Y'all have a great night. Talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>